Hello and welcome to Dragon Bites, the paediatric podcast aimed at paediatric trainees or anyone interested in child health. I'm Dr Stacey Harris, one of the founders of Dragon Bites and today we have one of our career pods and we're joined by Dr Lizzie Nickerson who's a consultant in community paediatrics, Emily Shand who is a community grid trainee and Shuen Light who's also a community grid trainee and they're going to take us through uh, how to do your best in the community grid interview. So I think um, I did quite a lot of read, trying to read up um, before the interview, so trying to read... How can trainees get um, ready for the interview? ...and any relevant, um, as I was saying, I signed up for the batch uh, newsletters, trying to read through the newsletters. I also uh, tried to read through some relevant journals to try and get an idea of the um, new research uh, that was going on in the field um, to uh, sort of psychologically prepare myself, I guess, for the interview. Um, I also then tried to email um, consultants that I knew or other community trainees to ask if they could think of anything relevant that I should be reading or that I should be aware of, any, um, any new topics coming up in, in the field. Um, I then tried to sort of sit down and think uh, of lots of examples of um, sort of momentous occasions, I guess, in my training or any patient interactions that have been very valuable and that I've learned a lot from. Um, uh, and kind of tried to write them all down, um, lots of things that have helped me in my career development um, to help so that I could use those to help structure answers to questions about my experiences and um, so that I had them all fresh in my mind. Um, for our interview, we had to do a presentation. So quite a lot of my interview prep time went into uh, preparing a presentation and then trying to make sure that I ran through that a few times to make sure that I was sticking to the time limits that they had. Uh, in the community interview, we had the um, topic for the presentation in advance. So that was very helpful. Uh, for the neurodisability interview, I did not have the topic in advance, so I was given the topic on the day. So that was quite stressful. So for that one, I just tried to think of what sorts of things they might ask us to pre present and tried to sort of practice making a presentation quickly in a, in a, in a very short period of time uh, that was structured and then tried to run through that just to get an idea of how long five or ten minutes is because um, we're not often um, sort of having to do presentations that are very time bound. Um, I guess I also tried to think about what I wanted the interview panel to know so I tried to think about um, you know any achievements that I'd had to try and think if they asked me about my achievements or about what I've done, what do I want them to know, is there any projects I'm particularly proud of or any paper um, weeks or experiences where I've learned a lot that I want them to, to know about. So I try to make a list of things uh, to keep fresh in my mind. And then I guess my main thing, um, as we said previously about you have to sell yourself on the application form, is that you really have to sell yourself in the interview. And that's something that um, I think we would all say doesn't come naturally. And one of my main um, feedback, so I had uh, a question in one of my interviews about my motivation to pursue this career. Um, and I answered the question by, you know, talking about how much I enjoy working in this field and what interests me. Um, but I didn't realise until afterwards when the interview feedback came back that they actually expected me to talk about my personal attributes and strengths that made me suitable for this career. They wanted me to talk about academic 
things, leadership, teaching skills, um, and um, my, the actual uh, quote on my feedback form was that this was an opportunity to go through your CV and tell us why you, you are suitable for this job, which I sort of totally missed and didn't realize. And I thought they were just asking me to tell them why I wanted to do it. And, and so I was quite um, surprised by that because I think it doesn't come naturally for us to be asked a question and then to immediately answer it by telling somebody about everything we've done and all our achievements. So I think practicing that as well, if I did my interviews again, I think maybe sitting down with somebody and practicing how to how to sell yourself in a way um, and how to answer questions in a way that really gets across everything that you've done and all of your strengths. Um, because as Lizzie said previously, that these um, the people on the panel, they don't know you. They don't know if you're a good trainee or a terrible trainee. And so you really have to, to tell them. So that's something I think that takes a lot of practice to get used to um, being able to have that self-confidence to, to answer questions in that way. I wish the, I wish I could do my interviews again now. It's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely amazing. Well, I, did, yeah. nice Actually, no, I don't want to do the interview. Thank you. <laughs> no, you didn't need to because you got in, didn't you? Um, so <laughs> similar to uh, preparing my oh, application. You know, Emily, uh, um, what did you do to get um, ready for your interviews interview? for any grid application? So I, I didn't um, only ask community trainees, um, but what sort of things do people ask? Um, and I had a couple of um, friends and colleagues who've uh, recently done consultant interviews. So I actually also asked them um, what sort of questions were you asked? And I kind of made a list um, of, um, you know, key areas that people were asked about and then I thought about you know what I would say and how I would answer that um, and um, as Shuen said uh, think about what I want the interview panel to know um, and I, I was told by somebody to assume that your interview panel haven't read your application form um, and go in being prepared to sell yourself again um, so that that was um, quite helpful. So, you know, I also made a list of things, um, you know, projects that I wanted to mention um, or um, possible cases that I'd, I'd seen um, that I thought showed some of my uh, personal attributes that I, I wanted um, the panel to hear. Um, I didn't necessarily get to talk about all of them, but I felt well prepared. You know, I'd have an example for um, a, a time when I was an advocate for a patient or where I showed integrity or, um, you know, uh, could could give an example of something that had transferable skills and those sorts of things. Um, I also found it quite helpful to go back through my e-portfolio um, and look at some of the reflections that I've done over the years. Now, I've been a paediatric trainee for a number of years, and so there are quite a lot of reflections on there. And some of those cases I have pretty much forgotten about. So when I read them back, um, it was quite useful to, um, you know, see what I'd written and then think about it um, from a, you know, how, how can I use this to sell myself kind of uh, perspective. So, you know, an example was um, a child that I saw um, as a neonatal registrar um, who had a complex condition and I needed to involve uh, lots of different teams and um, also involve the family in decision making 
Um, and so there were loads of different things that I could pull out of that one example that would answer a whole string of different questions. Um, and so I, I probably thought about sort of three or four um, cases um, that I thought, you know, I, I could use for a number of different questions. Um, so that that was quite helpful. Um, and then the, the only other thing is is practice. So um, I tried practicing with my husband, but I just laughed. I, I couldn't do it. So um, I asked a couple of consultants who um, I was a little bit frightened of, but also quite happy to talk to um, just to, you know, put myself under a little bit of pressure, but equally get something out of it and, and um, you know, practice performing, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, those were my my thoughts, really. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, reinforcing a lot of Sounds what, like great what um, Emily and Sharon have said already. Um, but basically, um, practice, practice, practice. So um, when I applied for it, as I mentioned, I was the first year, so I, I didn't. There weren't any previous um, community trainees who'd been through the grid application for me to practice with. So I actually practiced with um, somebody who um, did neonatal uh, grid, and it it made no. Um, no difference at all because it's all transferable you know across the grid it's about your style it's about how you present yourself um, and it's about what we've said you know being comfortable with um, selling yourself um, and uh, I think you know at the end of the day if you don't say it they don't know it um, as Shuan said you know you have to assume that they haven't read your application or I think it might be Emily said you, they have, you have to assume that they haven't read your application form so, and the only person you'll be kicking afterwards if you didn't say it is yourself because it, you know, you can only blame yourself if they don't know something. So it's better to say things, especially things that you're very proud of um, several times um, to make sure that you get your point across. It's a bit like being a politician, really, you know, <laughs> going in with your with your sales pitch and, and, and keeping to that. So I think having... A handful of achievements that you are really proud of and that you know that you do not want to walk out the door of that interview panel until you have told them about that uh, are really important because otherwise you'll walk out and think oh I didn't mention you know that brilliant research project I did or, or whatever it was um, and as Emily said having a handful of um, complex cases really that you can adapt to any question that you get asked that's case related is a really good thing so uh, always a safeguarding question will come up um, so always have a good um, safeguarding um, case to discuss um, and yeah I think those would probably be my top tips um, unlike me um, during this podcast don't waffle um, it's it's important to sort of when you get asked the question bullet points what the points are you're going to talk about then talk about those points and then bullet point them again at the end so you're essentially making um, the interviewer's job easy you know, you're, you're reminding them of the points that you're trying to present because it's quite a tiring job um, being on an interview panel. And they've seen a lot of um, trainees that day and even that week. So um, you want to make it as easy for them as possible to to score the points on their on their crib sheets. 
couple things I wanted to say is that the interview actually was lovely and everyone was very smiley and very It's amazing. Nice. I haven't um, really thought about lots of these so things before. Thank I you. I've um, known Olivia. how, you know, they're all just lovely community pediatric consultants that are interviewing you. Um, and, and they were actually very, it seemed very interested in what you've done and in finding out, um, you know, your strengths and, and what you've achieved. And so actually it was a really friendly, pleasant interview. Good to know. I think that's really, I think that's really true, Shu, and they um, did their very best to put you at ease, didn't they? Um, and also for us, um, we had to do um, a presentation, as you said, Shu, and, and we were given the topic in advance, which was actually a real blessing because you had the opportunity to, um, you know, really spend some time preparing a presentation and practicing it. And although I do get nervous presenting, um, I was advised to use it as an opportunity to calm myself down and um, relax into the interview. And I, I think it did that. I had confidence in my slides. I had confidence in what I was saying and what I wanted to get across through that short presentation. But um, yeah, it, it did enable me to kind of control my breathing and calm down and stop being quite so sort of flappy and worried. Um, and um, yeah, then led quite nicely into the rest of the interview. Yeah, I would completely agree with that. And having um, just done consultant interviews in the last year, I would say it is a hundred million times less threatening and nicer than a consultant interview, because essentially because your panel is, um, well, certainly when I did it in each room, there were uh, two to four um, people interviewing me. Whereas um, on a consultant um, interview, you have um, many, many more than that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, I had, so, um, um, Shuan mentioned some really I, good resources. Did um, you or uh, Lizzie or um, Emily have any other resources? Medical interview, the um, comprehensive guide to CTFT and registrar interview skills, um, which, yeah, I just had on my bookshelf. So um, I, I reread some of that to help structure some answers. Um, and um, yeah, just gives you some tips on, on how to structure. Um, some questions. Um, so Lizzie gave a really good example of um, structuring your answers so that you made it easy for the um, sort of interview um, I think it's a uh, was there any other question, ways that you like, could like with anything, like with exams, um, you know, it's always to, about reading or listening to the question of, carefully uh, so that you don't miss the point of what they're asking you, um, because it will be in there. Um, but obviously your adrenaline is very high, you're very nervous, so it's easy to um, be thinking, oh, I need to talk about this particular case, and mm. then you miss the point of what they're asking you. So, um, yeah, so just listening and, and there's no harm in asking them to repeat the question as well. If you if you're a bit flustered and you missed the point of it, ask them to repeat it um, because that's that's important.
Yeah, great advice. Um, so you mentioned um, some of the things that some so of the questions I, that I, came I, up. Emily um, Insurance so can correct me if I'm out of date here because it, it was about five years ago when up. I did my um, interview. Was there but um, else that, um, in my experience, a topical that. question always comes up. So um, something about um, what's currently going on in the news and how that might be affecting services. Um, you know, so bearing in mind you're you're going for a grid post, so you're a senior trainee, so you're starting to think about um, being a consultant. So it's not just about patient management; it's about service management as well. So, you know, being aware of um, perhaps um, safeguarding cases that have been in the news recently, or cuts to services, or um, changes in service allocation, changes in budgets, those kind of things that perhaps as a more junior trainee um, you're not so tuned into? Um, I jotted down the kind of things that um, I was asked at my interview and I thought um, they were they were quite fair questions, things that you probably would have thought about. Um, but I was asked, uh, what about community child health do you like best? and sort of why do you want to do community or why why do you think you would be good for community and that sort of question um i was asked about my experience so far um so quite sort of open questions to allow you to just sort of talk about yourself um and then i was asked um, an example of something um, or a case that had changed my practice uh, what i was most proud of in my career to date and then a qi or a research sort of management project that I'd been involved in um so yeah quite quite fair questions um and I you know I'd prepared all the sorts of things that Lizzie's mentioned um you know trying to keep up to date with what was in the news and you know and um, thinking about various other things but yeah that's that's what I had last year <laughs> felt like it was two seconds I can't really remember <laughs> I think the presentation was yeah they do sound um, which is kind of quite nice <laughs> to hear yeah. and how long did the whole thing we last for it was about 40 minutes in total I think about 20 minutes in each room there were two rooms with them um, two interviewers in each room um, so yeah and it was quite and the um neurodisability Sorry, I was going to say the neurodisability interview did have a clinical question in it as well, which I wasn't really expecting. I think I'd thought a lot about um, talking about my past experiences and why I wanted to do this um, specialty, and I hadn't really anticipated a clinical question. Um, so that came a bit out of the blue, um, and I don't think I had a very structured way of answering it. I think I just blabbed all the different things that I would do. Um, so thinking of maybe in advance, if I were to interview again, having a structured way that you would answer any clinical questions probably a good idea as well amazing um so yeah i feel so much more prepared for um grid applications now and the interview thank you all very much thank you for that advice Yuan, emily and lizzie so for the 2020 interviews, uh, things are going to be a little different because of the COVID pandemic um, and there are a few changes. So um, there'll be virtual interviews and it's really important to stay up to date with the advice on the Royal College website. Join us again next week. Thank you for listening to Dragon Bites.